Saturday, June 2nd is almost here. Challenge Mania Live is coming to you from Caroline's on Broadway. The meet and greet is already sold out, but tickets to the show still remain. Emily Schramm, Mark Long, and Darrell Taylor will be our special guests live on stage with Derek and Scott for Challenge Mania Live. Tickets are 30 bucks and you can get them by going to challengemania.live. Caroline's has great food, great drinks, and it is sure to be a great show. Challenge Mania Live, Saturday, June 2nd. What's up, everybody? Scott Yeager here with another edition of Challenge Mania, but you didn't come for me. You came for D. So on the line right now is the newest member of Deadpool's team, X-Force, Mr. Derek Kaczynski. What's up, dude? You totally just screwed up my entire thought process because when you say you didn't come for me, you came for D, my eyes just start rolling back and I go, oh, my God, I can't believe you said that again. And then you threw me into, like, Deadpool's team deadpool's army x-force and i'm like oh my god i'm totally back in this i'm back in the game right now and like uh i'm really jealous you know we didn't talk about this on the louise podcast i mean we've been kind of like all over the place this week uh with the podcasts and scheduling stuff like that and for people at home that don't know like you know it's not that easy to schedule people from like three different places on the planet you know like you know we got someone in the uk we got someone in in philly we got someone in uh uh who, who else who else do we have la you know what i mean so it's like you know to schedule all over the place and, and, and get this done the right way it's like it's it, it, it's a mess and it's running amok in my mind and you went to see deadpool too you went to the premiere you met um the guy that plays deadpool his wife um, you met Cyborg. Did Cyborg play Thanos too? I mean, I saw the pictures. You mean Cable? Cable. Josh Brolin cable. plays Cable, and he also quote unquote plays more like voices. But there's a bit of motion capture there as well. Thanos in Avengers: Infinity War. So he's doing double duty, Marvel style. Mr. Josh Brolin, one of the great actors we have in this country, from No Country for Old Men, and uh, he's in Sicario. He's a fantastic actor, and he's bringing some legitimacy to the Marvel world. Did you see Avengers? You saw Avengers, right? How awesome was Thanos? Yeah, no, I've been waiting for Thanos to come out since, um, I don't know. Wasn't he in like red skull or something like that? Wasn't he in like red skull, Captain America? No, he was, he did. They, they, they the had end. him in like, like the last he... scene. No, it was guardians of the galaxy one. Oh. They, they had him in like the final, uh, credit yeah. scene or whatever, but they could have yeah. screwed this up. Cause let's be honest. Like Thanos, if you just look at him, is kind of goofy. He's big purple guy. Like, how do they do this? It's going to be over the top. And sometimes villains get, get botched in these things and i thought brolin just like really just just cerebral and just telling you yeah i'm gonna kind of try to remove half of the world and no spoilers here folks but that movie's badass you need to see it and deadpool's been out by now so people have probably seen it but that movie is funny as hell and what's great about Deadpool, I know he's your favorite superhero, and I'm sure you like him because he's snarky, but they write these movies so perfectly because everything that's going through your head as a viewer, because like all of us are fans of all these movies, we see all of them, and we see the through line. So like, like this was in the trailer, so I'm not blowing this joke, but there's a joke in this movie where he calls Cable Thanos. Like That's how meta this movie is. He's like, easy, he's like, easy Thanos. <laughs> it's hilarious. Okay, so this is how much I like uh, Deadpool. And, uh, and, and and how I, I feel like I can relate to this character. And it's awesome because our guy Pan, at Pan14, uh, Craig, actually drew the Deadpool, uh, the Deadpool uh, logo in the, the comic book character that he 
that, that he that's made right. her like me and that's Josh right. going yeah. at it, right? It's it's like in there. You can't see it. You I mean you have to look closely to know. But he knows that I'm I'm a big Deadpool the fan. Pan is, the, the pan in his Twitter account stands for pander. He knows how to pander to your uh, to your interests. So so um, when I'm on the dirty thirty, and I know I, I like this Deadpool character, and what Deadpool does is he breaks the fourth wall, right? He's like, and and in reality TV and um, in reality TV and on the challenges, they tell you not to look into the camera and talk, you know, even though it happens sometimes. And, and sometimes you just don't, you're just like, there is something looking straight at me. So you like, look right in the camera, but you're supposed to act like it's not there. You know what I mean? You're supposed to just act naturally, but naturally I fucking look in it all the time. And I talk into it all the time. And I just, at some points, I just don't know how, how they don't know how to take me. You know what I mean? Because I'll literally be like, Hey, come here. I got something to tell you, you know what I mean? And uh, it just depends, uh, you know, if, if they can capture the moment the right way. But in a way, that's kind of what drew me to Deadpool in a way. Uh, you know, I'm not, saying I'm, a, I'm not saying I'm like him. I'm just saying I like the, um, you know, how, how like, ridiculous he is and, and, and that he knows he's a superhero. Um, just like kind of like, that, he knows know. he's a superhero in a movie that he also wrote. So it's like, I mean, there's to say, to use the word meta here, folks, is an understatement with some of the gags in this movie. But look, this isn't a Mar- as much as I would love it to be a yeah. Marvel yeah. podcast or a movies yeah. podcast. I'll yeah. tie this back yeah. into Sorry. Challenge Mania by yeah. saying that we have yeah. a full on challenge superhero on the line today for you guys, yes. folks. And it takes yes. a lot to take this woman down. Unfortunately, she was taken down on Chance versus Stars. That's because she got blasted by CT. I mean, dude, yeah, that, by was, that, Thanos. Was, that was by t- Thanos. exactly literally by, Thanos. by the Thanos of the challenge world, Mr. CT. So, you know, I mean, no, I mean, there's no knock on her for obviously not being able to continue. We're going to talk to Anissa, folks. We know we've had her on the show before, but that was more to break down that legendary elimination she had with Michelle Waterson going head-to-head in a cage with a cage fighter, the karate hottie herself, on the last season of Chance vs. Stars. This year we got a lot. This time we have a lot more to talk to her about. We don't have Michelle on the line, so we can dive more into Anissa's legendary career as a whole. We got some great questions from you guys. We got some great stats from our boy Alan Aguirre. Shouts to Alan Aguirre, the stack guy for Challenge Mania, and uh, we're gonna break down that stuff. We're gonna talk about last season, this season. We're gonna talk about that little run-in she had on Vendettas with Veronica. Um, and it's gonna be a great interview. As you mentioned, we've taped a lot this week. You've already heard the Louise interview, which, as you know, was a great interview. Shouts to Louise, and remember to keep letting her hear that on Twitter if you like that interview at Louise Hazel Um, and we have a great podcast coming up after this folks who we've already got in the can that I promise you look I get it I get it we book a guy who spent five minutes on one season of the challenge and you're like Scott please really you couldn't get anybody better than that no I'm telling you Rogan O'Connor Derek said, we got to get this dude, Rogan O'Connor, on the show. I have my doubts, too, just like you guys. I've seen you guys with the tweets, and I get it. But I'm telling you, this is one of the best Challenge Mania episodes we've ever done. It's hilarious. There's some stew brood. He's got, I mean, this guy's tied into more Challenge and MTV-related people than you even know. Um, and you're going to love the stories, the behind-the-scenes stuff with him and D, some of the relationship he's got going on that you don't even know about. I mean, it's a great episode, and that's coming at you this Wednesday. Um, you're hearing this probably on Monday the 21st, so Wednesday the 23rd coming out. 
at you, Rogan O'Connor. Continue to keep letting us know on Twitter if you like these episodes and who you want to hear on the show again or you want to hear on the show in the future. He's at DerekMTV. I'm at Shot of Jaeger as always. We're also on Instagram at Jaeger underscore Scott, and he's at DerekMTV also over there. And we got a Facebook page there, uh, folks, as well. It's uh, Facebook.com slash Challenge Mania Podcast. And we do, uh, we do some uh, contests over there, too. We just drew a winner of a uh, Abram signed jersey. So we're giving away legit stuff over at the Facebook page. Make sure to sign up there, folks. Um, all right, let's call Anissa. Thank you guys for everything. Keep checking out the uh, challengemania.shop for the fresh gear over there, launching new designs every week. Yeah, let's give Anissa a call. On the line right now, according to the stat guy, she's got the most seasons by a female competitor in challenge history. 12 plus two spinoffs. Anissa mm-hmm. is with us once again, folks. What's up, girl? Hey, how are you guys? Hey, Anissa. Thanks so much for uh, coming back on. Um, I, I really, really just, you know, kind of want to get into like this. You're like the last time you came on, like we talked about you. Um, being in the cage with like Michelle Watterson. And like, I thought that was like the coolest and craziest thing that um, anyone's ever gone through on the challenge. Like literally, you know, going into the lions then with the lion at, you know, at their sport, like it was like the craziest thing to me. And now I'm talking to you after getting blasted by the challenges, <laughs> Thanos, uh, by the most dangerous man in challenge history. And what looked like, uh, it looked like I, I watched that replay a couple times and it looked like your knee or your, the bottom of your leg like stayed and then your body almost fell on it. So like, kind of, yeah. I watched it in slow-mo, but, it, but, but, yeah, but it, it sounded like it's your ankle and, but it looks like your and then I think you told me fibula, which is mm-hmm. your knee. Right. And then no but let's get the facts. Let's get the facts. <laughs> so you have your fibula and your tibia, which are the two bones that connect the knee to the ankle. Knee to the ankle. Okay. So the break is about an inch. The fracture is about an inch above that, an inch and a quarter above, like where your ankle bone is, like the little thing that sticks out. And then that, when it broke, it moved. So if you were looking at me, like looking at me, it would be like on your right side, looking at it. It was like that side was broken and it forced the lower part of the inside of my ankle to shift too. So it was really exciting and not painful at all. (laughs) Okay. So, so, but no, really it it wasn't painful or it was painful because I've experienced sarcasm D sarcasm. It was, it was, it wasn't even that at, at first it was painful. It was more of like sheer, like just horror. Like I was so scared. <laughs> I didn't know what really happened and I've never broken anything. I mean, a belt buckle fracture during like a, doing a one arm, like hands, like cartwheel back in like 92 doesn't really count as a break to me. Um, and it just, I was frightened. Like I didn't know what happened. And like, I had a gut feeling earlier that day. I knew something was going to happen and I just should have never went for CT that I was thinking it's a girl's day, you know, like if he'd, if no one, we kept going like round for round and as dangerous as it was, like we were tired, people were getting hurt. Um, we were taking mics off like mid, mid game 
And there were literally like three people after me, you know, and I didn't want to quit. I wanted to do well. I didn't want him to score because it was still zero, zero. And if anybody's going to score, that freight train is going to score. And I thought I'd just like at least slow him down or, or like, you know, block him enough that like one of the boys could have taken him, which happened. But it just, I'm trying not to get upset um, that I even, I even got that that crazy. Like I got so into it and so aggressive that I even thought in my own mind that I could actually do something to CT. <laughs> well, you saw well, how Brooke Hogan chose to handle it. She was like, nah, I'm good. Uh, and didn't even participate looking back on it. Do you wish that you had maybe not done that, but just been a little bit more cautious in general? Of course. Of course. But it's kind of not in me to be that kind of a player, right? Especially when I get to do something we've never had a game. I don't think in the history in challenge history where it's been guy and girl full con. That's what like we were saying. Because we're hitting us so hard. I've never experienced anything like that. I mean, Evan hit me. I landed on my shoulder and flipped. And I was like, okay, I could take that hit. I have an older brother. Like, this is nothing. But it's just, Brooke hit me, and I felt like I got whiplash. Like, my whole neck went to the side, and it was like, crack, 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 crack. Brooke, when Brooke hit you. Yes, she's a big girl. Yeah. yeah, I think she just thought like the guys were going to go for her because she is like 5'11 and like strong or 5'10. You know, like body wise, she was the only person that like really intimidated me. Those little pillow emoji bouncy things that they used. So yoga to balls. me, yeah, the yoga ball. So to me, I feel like production probably thought, hey, these are kind of the equalizer. These are the, you know, desensitizers. These are going to stop the contact from being direct and dangerous. Whereas to me, that's what added this element of like whiplash and added force and kinetic energy. And maybe I think is what they thought made it okay to have you guys on the field with the guys. But to me, those, I mean, when I'm looking at these hits you guys are taking, it seems like the impact is doubled by those two things going up against each other. Did you feel like when you started seeing people take hits from those things that they were absorbing the contact or making it worse? I don't know. It's kind of, I thought I would bounce off because that's what was happening. And I think a lot of us started using our bodies because you weren't allowed to hit from the back and you weren't allowed to um, hit people in the head or something like that. But hitting people with your body started happening because if I'm running at you, I'm going to bounce off by trying to hit you with a ball and you have a ball, you know? So what they should have done was do it in those bubble suits where like, if anything happens, you're protected and you go flying, but you land in a, you know, in a protective like suit. So I think that they were trying to bridge like emojis and like trying to be, you know, in the now with it by, and then like making it fun and silly and making us look like idiots but I don't think they realized how dangerous that challenge really was. Like someone could have gotten hurt, hurt worse than I did. That's got to be the last time they do that, uh, if I have to guess. Well, I don't really want me to be, I mean, it, what does it take? You know, first it's Jenna, then it's me. I just think that they put a little bit more effort into safety and security um, when we're, you know, doing real challenges. And what? I love Champs for Stars because it means something to me. And I have like a more lax environment to be in though we tape like 13 14 hours a day um i love it and it's for charity like it's so much better but it um when are they going to take you know when were they going to take my safety into account like it really it was offensive to me that game yeah okay, I, 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 gotta, I have to hold on hold on hold on scott i gotta stop you i gotta stop you. i gotta stop you because i have to play devil's advocate here and i have to play the flip side 100 percent 
because, you know, uh, I feel like me and Anissa have the same, have similar mentalities. And coming from Anissa, someone that's been in and out of this game for off and on 17 years and has been through, I don't know, I'm sorry, I don't know the number. Um, I think I just saw that number somewhere, but may, may or may not be true. But someone that's been in and out of this game for so long that is one of the girls that has been through some, some of the most brutal types of challenge eliminations. And, um, I mean, I still remember, I still remember the hit you, you put on Jenna, as a matter of fact, running through that hall when we did that in, in the Dirty 30. And I can even go back. Back, even back further to, into the first or second challenge that I did with you on the gauntlet two, where we did like the battle Royal, um, where, um, Oh, the, the first challenge. Yeah. The one we, where we got we, off the, yeah, we show, we show up, we get off the bus. It, it TJ's there. There's platforms above water and it's, it, it's a Royal rumble on top of a platform. The person pouring. Yeah. They to- <laughs> toss it. It starts pouring and like, um, people are pushing each other in the water. The only difference is my veteran team, the guys, they were too sissy to do it. The veteran girls were not too sissy to do it. So they actually beat the shit out of each other. And um, the rookie guys beat the shit out of each other. I was the only one pissed off that I didn't get to play the game where I could show that I'm tougher than any of these, any of these freaking old farts here. And here well, I am. Shook I'm hands, fart now. We shook okay. hands. Ruthie and I knocked off everybody and then shook hands. Like, who do you want to be? Do you want to be, um, Okay. Captain. Okay. Cause we didn't know if you, thank God I didn't. Cause then you were always in there. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so the rookie guys, they all go at it. Okay. They all beat the, they all come back off this platform. Okay. They got scrapes, scars everywhere. Okay. And then we got, you know, then these veteran guys are like, would you guys want to just like rock, paper, scissors for like who went, you know what I mean? Who wants to win this? And everyone's like, okay, okay. I'm sitting there like, really dude, this is so fucking stupid. Like mm-hmm. I came here to do this challenge. This is like my third one in and you guys want to play rock, paper, scissors. Right. Um, and so, um, and so, but then the girls are veteran girls. You girls go at it. You guys beat the crap out of all the girls, you and Ruthie. Okay. The top dogs on the team. Okay. And then you guys finally go, listen, enough's enough. Well, let's rock that. You don't, do you want to be the team captain? And it turns out being the team captain is the worst spot that you could be in for mm-hmm. the entire show. So, um, Anissa does her thing, beats the crap out of some people. And then, you know, 15 years later, she finally gets hurt, but it's, you know, by means of a, of a, a a bigger man. And I'm sure it was an accident, you know? And, um, you know, like, even for me, I don't know if I want to, going back to that, going back to that, um, that hall brawl that we did on the dirty 30, where we all went through as guys and guys, girls and girls. I mean, Listen, I, I had I had a choice. Did I want to go straight ahead at CT full mm-hmm. force? I I, I kind of at the last second opted out. I wanted to do it, but it, it was probably not the smartest thing because at our at our you know at, at my age, like I should probably just not be going at a fucking full force CT because yeah yeah I don't know if I agree with that. Okay, let's agree debate. Just in what way? Well, because like. We can throw age in there if you want, but Jenna, Jenna, you know, fractured her foot, like shattered it in two places, and she's ten years, twelve years younger than me, right? You know what I mean? And how did mm-hmm. she? What, what was the challenge that she did that on? Like the, I mean, the parkour, uh, the course, where like you could fall ten thousand feet, and there were bars that people could have hit their head on. I hit my head on one. Like they're just not safe. Some of them, I don't think they. I 
don't think oh, they think these things through. Because that, oh, well, yeah. that's that ruins, ruins my point. Because what I was going to say was my theory is that on the big challenge, they have all these big stunt eliminations and these well choreographed sort of, you know, head up yeah. challenges where I think they, they're able to force, you know, foresee more of the potential injuries. Where when they do chance versus stars, you guys are playing a lot of like pickup football and a lot of stuff that, let's be honest, and D, you can get to this. Like, those are the kind of times in life where you end up twisting your ankle, you know, posting up on somebody in a pickup game of basketball, and there's not really right. as many ways to predict or prevent injuries. And that's just the nature of champs versus stars that they're at the peril of what they can do on a back lot in LA or on a football field. I don't, so, I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think you have the same risk of injury in most contact sports because, um, you know, like that one was very physical. The only difference was it was guys and girls going. And at that's each the, other, that's I mean? the point. That's the biggest that's, issue in that whole entire game. Yes. Out of all yes. the games we've ever done, that's it. Yeah, but, we were watching that thinking, huh? We no, Before you even went down, uh, my wife even said that. She goes, that's weird that they're having them. Pl- I've never seen that before. It was the first mm-hmm. time that uh, that we'd ever seen that. And unfortunately, you know, it wasn't the first here. time. It, wa- it wasn't the first time, actually, because I was actually involved in a uh, in an elimination round where I was picked to go on a girls team and they had a nine foot ball in the middle of this freaking thing. And don't get me wrong. I'm not proud of this. I think I mentioned it somewhere along one of these podcast scenarios, but um, like it was this huge ball and we were just blasting this ball into each other, trying to get it into the goal. And poor Paula, poor Paula was just like getting, getting rolled and like, just, but you know, guys were bouncing off of it. She was bouncing off it. She was taking harder hits. You know what I mean? Uh, but that was, you know, eight, nine years ago. You forget about that kind of stuff. You yeah, know but I it's mean? different. We did it on Champs for Stars, too, with that big-ass ball. And people were getting hit. But, like, it's different when everyone can run with their own ball. It's so different than everybody going towards the same ball. You know, this right. huge thing. And the other co-ed one was where we had to play um, in those bubble suits. And that was co-ed. And I hit Johnny and I flew, you know, but it was just, there was no way I could have really gotten hurt. Really? Yeah. And they probably just wanted to, mm-hmm. disappointing to, to, to have to go out that like that and then be, you know, ready for the next challenge. And that wasn't going to happen for me either. How long you know, are you on the shelf? Uh, who knows? Well, oh. we're going to, it's like, I understand what she's going through right now. And it's, it's, it's crazy. Like I, I know at the beginning of the podcast, she was kind of like, I'm trying not to get upset because I did it and, and, and I probably shouldn't have. And I, I completely feel her because I had something similar happen to me too, where, um, I have a, a lower extremity injury. I don't know how much I want to get into it, but, um, it's, it's heartbreaking. It is like for the first mm-hmm. two or three days, you are like, Oh my God, why did I do that? Why mm-hmm. did I play that? Why why? And then you're like, you're just questioning life, dude. You're like, why did that happen? I'm not saying questioning life. Like I'm, I'm not going to kill myself. I'm just saying, no, I'm I get talking, it. Like, you're just like, how am I supposed to like get, how am I supposed to do the laundry on one leg? Mm-hmm. How am I supposed to, what am I supposed to do? Crush but you manage. Mind? I mean, yeah. I took out the trash. I was on my knees, you know, and it just like, but it was a whole thing. Like, you know, I wasn't drinking. I wasn't doing anything. Like I literally just sat here every single day and it was just like very, discouraging the whole thing kind of depressing like I cried a lot for like the first two weeks you know and I am a very independent person so asking for help was like a really big thing for me yeah and um I could showering was frightening um because I couldn't for a while 
mm-hmm. um, just falling, trying to like really do things. And then I just had to say, you know, like to myself, like there are people with no legs or, you know, there are people with far worse injuries. It could have been at my femur, you know, and I really thought when I couldn't walk for the first six weeks, I was like, how the hell am I going to get through six weeks like this? But you learn to kind of get around it. I mean, I had pain and staples and a plate in there. Like every day was a struggle. I mean, it got better, but it's still, my ankle's never going to be the same unless I get this plate out, but it's just, I don't know. And Tori was really amazing from the show. And so is, um, Casper, Casper brought his dog in as, and Roxy stayed with me every day. And that was very helpful. And Tori was just like, don't beat yourself up. You know, maybe there's trying to say like, slow down a little bit. And, um, it's just really sad and so frustrated and it makes it worse when, you know, you have these kids that watch the show that are like, Oh my God, you hurt yourself on every challenge. Even Ashley said it to me. And I'm like, Ashley, we've done like two shows together. Like, let's be real. I hurt myself one time. No one believes me. And now it's every time, you know, I hurt myself and I still ran and I still jumped and I, you know, I still did what I have to, had to do. And still came back from elimination. Right. And, and still came back from the redemption house twice. Right. And did an elimination uh-huh. with my, with my, you know, an elimination with things shackled around my ankles. Where because, I thought your ankle was going to come, complete, come completely off because after that, when you sprained your ankle, I carried you for like a day or so. Yeah. Half a day and I half. mean, I'm just saying like, it's just annoying to have people saying like, oh, well, she gets hurt all the time. And I mean... Yeah, I hit the water hard and I, you know, split my mouth open and cracked the tooth, but I got stitched up and I was back out there, you know. Um, Wait, when did I that just, happen? When did that? When I did uh, X's. Yeah, yeah, because so for the for the people at home, okay, like listen, injuries, cuts, bruises. I mean, we just saw a freaking Leroy jump on from car mm-hmm. to car, hit his head on the car, and on his way down, he was already. He was out. He was knocked out from hitting a car 30 feet in the air, doing three somersaults backwards with a flailing body into the water, face planted into the water. Out, guys. Yeah. Out. And, and, and what? Is he getting hurt every every challenge, every other chance? Yes. I mean, whatever. It, He's yeah. hurt his back. But people, I also think gender plays a big thing in it. And age plays a big, like, it's okay if you're a guy and you're older. And you get hurt and like, everybody's like, whatever. And for some reason for women, it's like, you know, oh, she always gets hurt and oh, it's this and oh, she's dramatic or oh, you know what I mean? So I think it's, you know, people, viewers hold us to a different standard, um, gender wise, which I think is super unfair. And I want these kids to come in and be like, yo, if CT's running at you like a freight train, um, do you have the balls to actually try and stop him? Like I would have been badass if I didn't get hurt. I mean, I still am badass for trying it out, but, um, it's just, I don't know. I never imagined that like, you know, in 17 years that this would happen. And, uh, you know, I'm, you know, 17 years later, dude, 17 <laughs> years later after all the, oh, she always gets hurt or whatever. Well, even if she gets hurt, like for, you know, this kind of speaks about the whole of, of the challenges. Like you can't predict every single step that, that, that people are going to take. Like you, like these competitions aren't like, like they're made up. You know what I mean? It's not like a sport, like even in regular sports, like real sports, like people are getting hurt every single day, dude, from doing nothing, dude, from just like going from point A to point B, bam, there goes something, you know? And Mm -hmm. and so, uh, like 
for people to hate on you for having this like amazing challenge career, like is, is, is I don't, you know, I don't, I don't care the fact that like, maybe you have, maybe you haven't won one. That's fine. I, I don't care because like the last time I saw you in, in a challenge, um, first of all, you were in a cage with Michelle Waterson who just won her fight in, in the UFC, by the way. Okay. And, um, another thing is, is, is you went in that mercenary thing and you won that thing. Okay. And then, um, uh, I mean, I, I could just go on and on. Like, I, I want to get into like these hardcore eliminations, like your favorite eliminations and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. Scott has some stats. Oh yeah. Some more stats on, on Anissa because these people that are hating on you, like that's just fucking bullshit. Those dude. are just the people who hate on everybody, by the way. It's not, I mean, look, you were on the after show with Nicole and you saw, and I don't know if they booked it that way, but you were injured at the same time. And we were watching her uh, episode where she had to leave the final because the injury. And you saw people sitting in the audience flat out, like telling her, I think you could have kept going. Like, are you kidding mm-hmm. me? You're telling like a firefighter. She should have risked, risked her career and in turn New York lives because of the challenge when she goes down with an injury that's got making her cry come on i mean like that's ridiculous so these people who are going to hate on anisa are going to hate on the call are going to hate on anybody unfortunately and just we don't have time for those people let's be honest mm-hmm. well, that's I know. how i feel d i know you don't have time for him no like, like i said i mean it, you know the, the guy versus girl thing like in in like you know physical eliminations like maybe you know maybe the challenge gods you know, look at this and they're like, shit, maybe we shouldn't have done that. But you never know until, you know, it, something actually happens. You know what I mean? Like with Jenna, like no one else fell to their, to, to break their ankle. You know what I mean? She's the only one that that happened to, you know what I mean? But thank God. Know, Zach fell that? face first off of the thing. Like people fell. Sure. But you know, it's just, thank God only one person got hurt. Right. Right. But I mean, that's, those are the risks like, like we take, like with any sport, with the challenges and stuff like that, not everything can be like, you know, a puzzle. You know what I mean? Like, dude, you right. made your, you made your, Anissa in my eyes made her challenge career uh, or challenge career challenge, whatever you want to call legacy. it. Legacy. Being legacy mm-hmm. as a well-known, um, like fighter, like someone that battles, someone that, that, that participates in grudge matches, someone that like, you know, has is like in the trenches with people like you have had a badass challenge career and you know um i i hope that there's a way to you know that, that you can come back from this you know what i mean because oh yeah you know, you i go know, i go to pt four days a week like i'm not playing around and you've and you've already kind of surpassed like that hard part right like can't walk for like a, a long period of time right like we've talked Ten about weeks. this i don't know 10 weeks you couldn't walk so six weeks and then four weeks with six weeks non-weight-bearing, four weeks with a boot and crutches. And then I have an air cast now um, that's annoying and only fits in, like, two pairs of shoes, so shit's limited. Um, but, uh, I mean, I'm doing, I'm doing well with PT, but, like, can I wear heels? Absolutely not. Can I walk for a long time? Not so much. I mean, I get really swollen if I walk too much. But with PT, like... I know I'm so competitive that like there was one thing like where they tried to like I had to hop on one foot like it was really hard like almost cried in the middle of it and my trainer is like a kick-ass badass wish I could take her on the challenge with me kind of girl and and like everybody's like it's like a family there they were like you are so amazing and you get better every day like don't get down on yourself for not being able to do one thing like you you broke you know you broke a bone in your leg like the fact that you can walk right now the fact 
your mobility is getting better every day. Like, just be proud of those things. Like, you're not going to get everything all the time. But I'm so competitive. I'm like, you want me to do one more round? Like, even in that, like, that kind of spirit never really leaves you. And maybe only reason that I would ever do one, like, one still, I still would, even though I got hurt. Wow. Well, look, we, we've gotten some, some great perspective from you on the, on the injury this time, and we had some great perspective from you on the Michelle Waterson elimination last time. But I think what's awesome that we can do now, we have the luxury of being able to kind of, as Dee said, go down a career retrospective with you. We got some great questions from the listeners. We got some great stats from Alan Aguirre. And uh, we'd love to just pick your brain about those, like Derek said, legendary eliminations, career eight and nine <laughs> elimination record, which Alan claims is top four all time. And I'll believe him. Um, you faced Paula in five different eliminations. Um, you're the only same-sex pair on either of X's one or X's two when you competed with Rachel. And you were the final female captain of the Gauntlet 2 veteran team. So, I mean, we got a lot to talk about, Anissa. Um, <laughs> and uh, I want to start with this question um, that, that reality show Stan asks. And, you know, it sounds like a negative question, but I'd just love to know. If, I think it's a good way for you to go through the seasons you thought you had a best, the best shot at and maybe mm-hmm. talk about what went wrong. His question is, why don't you think you've won a season yet? And I'd love to just hear your thoughts on what you think have, has gotten in the way or, or who just maybe stood out on some of those seasons where you had your best shot. Um, I, I think that for like, with like duel, with the duel, with like things where, you know, um, and Inferno 3 where Paula beat me, like I was with Inferno, I'll start there with Inferno three. It was like, my team didn't even want me there because of my knee, which wasn't like an injury. It was just, I had fluid in my knee and I had to get it drained. So it was uncomfortable, but it wasn't anything that was going to keep me from that. And I think down the line somewhere, like somebody got in my head where I think I got in my head where I thought I just wasn't good enough, or maybe somebody deserved it more than I did where like my heart got in the way of like, me being like a sensible, logical, logical person. So when I did duel and I could have easily told Svetlana to pick that up and I could have possibly beat Jody, I actually found out what the final was before, before, before it happened. And I thought it was unfair for me to compete in a final, having that edge up on people, like having a leg up. And I, I'm, a person with integrity and I'm really big on that. So I felt like karma was going to come back and get me and that it would have been an unfair win. Um, and that's just, I, I look at these things from a very logical standpoint and I try and be as honest with myself about it. But I think I didn't have a lot of the, the self-esteem, um, and the confidence. And then when enough people tell you that you can't really do it, uh, it starts to sink in for you. And I think that that kind of got in the way for me a few times, but like with partners, I can't say that I was ever a bad partner. I don't think I was ever a partner that let my partner down ever. If anything, working with another person forced me to be the best competitor that I've ever been. When I worked with Rachel, I mean, she, she motivates in a different way, um, where I'd never wanted to let her down because she is that fierce of a competitor. Um, but then when it came to like our final elimination that we had to do, it was like, I pulled the weight, but I didn't get the credit. And with editing and people's interviews, it looked like I was holding us back, which was not the case. And then you have like my cousin and I, like 
that I wanted it to be in my hands. So like if we went home, I wanted it to be my fault and not hers. And I went up against Kara and like, it was, it was tough. And there were times where I thought I'd break her in half. So I chilled out a little bit, but like, I give her all the credit. Like she beat me fair and square. Um, and that was in a, in like a pole wrestle type of deal. Yeah. But the, it was like a weighted thing. It was like a rectangle. It wasn't even cool. Cause like, if you put your arm in it, like you could have dislocated a shoulder easily. Like you could have broken. So it was not the, the most, um, it wasn't, I don't know they could have picked a different, um, a different shape for us to deal with. Um, you know, and just getting there time and time again, right before the final or like, you know, being in a final and getting, getting third place. And they're like, Oh, well you held Mark back. Like actually, to be honest, Mark had the shits all day. Didn't feel well. I think maybe, I don't even know if they made a deal or not, but I beat Brittany who got second place. I beat her up and down that hill by an hour. Had I not had a DQ, you know what I mean? So it's just, people don't know all of the facts and people don't know what you go through. And you know, I'm definitely, I was definitely a different competitor at 24 than I am at 36 and certain things are worth the risk and, and certain things aren't. Um, I just, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Sometimes Listen. I play a really smart game and then sometimes I just don't feel like, you know, being manipulative and lying and making promises that I can't keep. And, you know, sometimes being a, a bad person gets you to the end. So for the people back home that are listening, like, dude, it's a really, I think I don't like that question for the record. Um, because it's, I, there's lots of reasons why lots of people don't win challenges. It's because it's fucking very, very hard. You mm-hmm. need a lot of luck on your side. Your social game needs to be, you know, through the roof. Um, your, your, your physical, you know, nature needs to be like good at not just one thing, but good at everything. Yeah. Good at every, good at everything, dude. And like, sometimes your partners, your partners come into play. Like you need a good partner. Sometimes I know a lot of times I need a good partner, you know? Um, so a lot, a lot of things come into play, you know, to win one of these things. That's why you don't see like people have more than three challenge wins, except for like Darrell and Johnny. That's it. That's it. But yeah, Johnny did one bad thing and he kept losing every time, you know, and that's where that karma thing I think really comes into play too. And that we get new players. So the game always changes. And now we're getting these, you know, they're changing the dynamic by saying, oh, well, there's like only one winner, you know, and that changes everything. One winner out of 28 people. Yeah. Yeah. And and then you ask me why I didn't win. I don't know because I'm competing against 27 other people for one prize. Yeah. And then, and then you have no idea what twist and turn is right around the corner. Mm-hmm. Like you have no idea. So it's like, for me, the men- the mental aspect, which sometimes mm-hmm. causes people to stir out of control socially, which causes them to get put into elimination more and more times, um, is, is, is a big factor. If you can't control that mental game, you're, you, you know, you're, you're screwed. Yeah. And then you start, and then you start throwing booze in there, dude. And your social game is all fucked mm-hmm. you know? Um, but on top of that, yeah, you got to go on elimination and hopefully it caters to you. Okay. Right. So if it, they cater to me a lot. Okay. So <laughs> yeah, you got some that cater to you. You got some that don't, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, uh, like I, I, I you, you mentioned the Inferno three, it was like pulling up, crawling up the it, wall. It was like crawling up a wall and like, you know, you know, Paula pa- did it her whole life. I never did that before. I was like, no. I mean, I mean, and at the time, I think Paul was really like a twig. You know what I mean? Like, I think she was probably like 
a hundred pounds soaking wet. You know and what I mean? And she was like, also the best runner on their team. Do you know how happy I was to hand them to her? Yeah, I was fine I'm, with that loss. I really like Paula, so I didn't really care. And she, I yeah, wanted and her to, to be in the final with them. Like if I was going to lose to someone, I'd rather lose to Paula than to like Susie at the time, who was not that, not that nice to me. Yeah. I mean, you're going up there with a bum leg and like, dude, I it's mean, it's not this, a bum leg. What's that? It wasn't a bum leg. Okay. I'm sorry. I, I thought, take it back. I don't know. I can't, I thought Thank that's you. what I thought that's what it was. Um, no. um, but I'm saying she would have probably beat a lot of the guys just based on how small she was. And, mm-hmm. and, a, and a lot of times that stuff comes into play. If mm-hmm. you're smaller, you know, you may have an advantage climbing. If you're bigger, you might have an advantage with the strong stuff with the reverse tug of wars, shit like mm-hmm. that. You know what I mean? So just to kind of let everyone know everything it takes to kind of like win one of these things. Um, okay. So next question, Scott. All right. So you mentioned <laughs> your cousin briefly, uh, hundred question Howard, I'll call him. Cause he submitted literally a hundred questions. I decided to pick oh, this one. I think one. I saw this person. Yeah. And it was like, I mean, just, to, I just, to, just let you know, Howard, like once I decide one of them's good and I jot it down, like, I'm just not going to read the other one. So like pick your best one and just send one great question. Because when you just like spam the shit out of my feed, it just like one of the other questions might've been better, but I have no idea. Are her right. and her cousins still yeah, on yeah, top of Yeah, but way to terms? make a name for yourself there. 100 man. What's his 100, name? 100 question Howard is what I'll call him. That's not his <laughs> Twitter. His name's Howard. So his name's Howard something. But, uh, okay. but 100 question Howard. He should, change Howard his, tw- he should officially change his, his Twitter name to 100 question No, Howard. because then he's going to keep doing the 100 question gimmick and it's going to annoy me. Oh, but, yeah. Okay. Are, her we'll her cousin, are Anissa and her cousin still on talking terms after Bloodline? Did that ruin the family <laughs> affair or the family dynamic? Just in general, though, what was that experience like? Um, well, we are still, we are definitely on talking terms. She came to visit me in, uh, during the last champs for stars and we had wine and we talked. I love her. Um, it's just the experience. It was difficult because, uh, we had never really hung out before, you know, we're sit, we're sitting Shiva for her grandfather and like talking about the show. And I'm like, it was just, it, we just didn't know how to, to really be around each other. And there was a big age difference. So like what she was into and what she, how she acted was different than I would have, but there were a lot of similarities and she is my family. And I wish I would have handled that a little bit better. Um, and it was really, really hard for me, uh, afterwards. Like if anyone watched the after show, like I broke down because I really didn't see how I was projecting all of my shit onto her, like everything with Corey and he was on my nerves and, um, all the fighting with Kara and like playing such a solid, solid game. I should have been in that final, a solid, solid game. Like one of my best games politically I played that, that season. Um, and I was, but I held so much in that whole time that it was just projecting everything. And I was aware that I was, but seeing it was just such a painful experience to have to watch me, you know, hurt her feelings. And I'm obviously more emotional than her. So like I'm bawling, holding her hand, like watching this. And it's just, I mean, we're, we're great now, but I I wish it would have been different. I wish I would have, um, taking the time to like sit down and like talk to her about everything while it was happening rather than like pushing it off until we got off the show. Isn't it, isn't it crazy how they could do a show like bloodlines and the challenge gods can literally pick people like pick out siblings, um, that there's probably not even that many to choose from and not siblings, just family members. 
um, and, and go, okay, wow, night one, Tony and Shane are, are getting ready to kill each other. And then here we are having this question about Anissa and her cousin, like, now. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, and then, you know, you even have people like Jenna. I remember that little thing about the bakery with, like, Jenna and her mm-hmm. cousin. It's like they're arguing about a bakery or something right. like that. I was like, what the fuck? That's crazy. So, um, uh, I, I didn't realize that there was a, there was a problem with you and your cousin at the time. I didn't, I didn't realize that that happened. So no, it's okay. Um, all right. Next question for you. This is a positive one. That's also retrospective. Tiffany wants to know what your favorite season being on uh, so far was Anissa and your favorite eliminations and stuff like that. Let's talk about like cool (laughs) stuff. Let's just answer Uh, Tiffany's question first and then we Um, can get to that. I think both duels, I mean, the duel was my favorite. I felt like an animal. Like, I was like the, the exterminator. And it was so, we had such like a good system on the um, second one of like Rachel and Brittany winning every one of them. And I'll just go on elimination and take people out. And I knew they'd give me something physical every single time, which was awesome. In the first duel, um, uh, it was just kind of like, some karma going on there too, like fighting with Robin and then getting to take her out was delicious. Calling her out was awesome. Like, I just feel like I had balls of steel on both of those shows. And I was really able to showcase like this fearlessness and that, um, like, you know, just being like the underdog and being underestimated and kind of being feared a little bit. So those two shows, um, really like that whole every man for themselves kind of thing was, was awesome. I really enjoyed both of them. And you had like, uh, you had, I think three times you went in and won. Is that right? Uh, I went in Paula. That's a stat. Wait a minute. That's a set. That's a, that's a stat. That's a, that's a challenge history stat. Isn't that, um, Mm. Scott? That's wrong. She she went in three times in the dual one and dual two. And that's, I went in four times. Um, dual one in Brazil. I did. Oh, Paul Russell. I can. I did I can again, and I did the puzzle thing. Dude, I got so I did four. Right I did four in the first one. Svetlana and I took on like all of those. I did four in the first duel. I did three in the second duel. I had to go against Tori. I went against Siobhan, and I went against Paula. Is that the first Svetlana mention on this show? Mm-hmm. I got it. Here it when is, was right the last here. time we I, heard from her? Derek, I told you what I did because I know what I did. I went against DM. I went against Robin. I went against Paula, and I lost to Svetlana in the first duel. That's four eliminations. So I won yeah. three. I lost the fourth. So I was only in four and then three. You are the only person to ever win three eliminations on two full seasons of the challenge. Just letting you know. Oh, really? Duel one and duel two. I'm so there's one. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's, That's the awesome. one I was talking about. Um, um, I like, let, let me ask this question. I think it's funny. Uh, Meals TV says Philly sports is having an amazing year. Do you feel inspired to push for a strong challenge victory after this year? Does, do you feel like you're, you're a part <laughs> of the Philly awesome. sports uh, community and whatnot? And that a win for I mean, you would be roped in with the Eagles and whatnot? I mean, not necessarily, but it'd be cool if it were to, you know, like we're, we're doing great this year. I'm just the one, you know, fucking up. Um, I mean, 
The Sixers blew it too, so they got close, but they blew it. Yeah, I think he um, might have he might have written that question about a week and a half ago, but uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, but I mean the Eagles at least. But you know, it, it's a funny question because you know some of you guys, the challenges out there. I mean, look, I'll be honest with you to say that I'll admit there are several people we don't even know where they're from, where they live, and then some of you guys, uh, you know, inspire people to write questions like that. So I think it's cool that he actually you know considers that you would be uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> would be a part of that good luck streak for for Philly. Um, He also had another question, which was um, this season versus chance versus stars. The cast is very strong. Uh, If you could cast the next season, which cast of stars would you love to see on it? I don't like those open-ended questions because so many variables when it comes to casting quote unquote stars on the show. But what I will say Mm -hmm. is what stars that you met this year, would you want to work with or be on a show with again? Because I do think they did a good job casting the stars this time around. And they did. They knew what they were doing. They knew what they were doing. I think that, um, I mean, I love Salita just for, I think she's an incredible person. She's great to look at too. She's gorgeous. Um, but I really, really enjoyed, um, I love, I love Louise. She's amazing. Um, she was so honest with me and she, I mean, like after the first challenge, cause they don't show it and I wish they would have, we're climbing up this thing. I probably went up five times. Um, and she held on those little two humps in the middle. I'm holding onto a hump. She is wrapped around my legs. I literally almost kicked her in the face. I mean, I was flailing like a fish out of water, like trying to kick her off my legs. And she finally let go. And I crawled up. And um, she, when I came down, uh, when I was all over, she was like, you know, I really had to let you have it. Um, just seeing the fight in you really, you know, I had, to, I had to let go. And I was like, yes. See, like somebody who was actually like, an athlete and a competitor knows like, maybe I can show and let this girl go. Like she obviously really wants this, you know what I mean? Only to get picked, you know, like dead last almost, you know, by my team after being the second girl up, Ashley wasn't, you know, Cam wasn't Tori was, you know what I mean? Like it wasn't even, I don't know. That was annoying, but, um, I would love to see Louise. I would love to see Brooke there, but if I ever have to wrestle her, like, I don't know, (laughs) but, but for TV, there's like that strong, but sweet element she has, which I think is pretty cool. Um, uh, who else was amazing? Uh, talk to I me could, about, give me a little bit about Hennessy. Like, uh, like what? No, I don't want to give you language? anything Thank about you. that. Thank you. Thank you, Anissa. That's what I was going through silently what? in my head while, while what? he said that. Yeah, I've not, I've not, I'm going to see her this week when I, on vacation, but like, um, Wait, what? Explain that. What do you mean? Wait, what? Okay, what, what so is, I go to Miami every... I, because we're talking about something that doesn't even need to be discussed. Um, uh, I like Hennessy. So, well, good for you. Um, you haven't been embarrassed by her in public with so many... I don't think anybody... like the Not to bring race into it, but I will. I don't think any white people heard the N-word more than when she was there. And I mean in public, out loud, in the, in the fucking... <laughs> In the lobby, like y'all, the maids are coming in. They fuck with my shit, and y'all don't know, and like all this shit. And it was just every day we waited for her. Every day was another thing. Every day was complaining. I'm like, we're all here sweating. We all stink. We're all tired. It's all 13 hours. I'm tired of eating, you know, crafty. But I go to this thing every year with my girlfriends. Every May we go to like this all women like event in Miami. I booked this before I got hurt. So now I'm going to be down there hanging out in sneakers by the pool. But, um, 
she is actually hosting a party that I will probably be at. So oh. I'm not, but we don't have any beef. Like, I don't think she ever would have. I think there's kind of a code amongst. No, because that's going to turn into a whole different conversation. I got know. it. I don't want to say it. I want to I want to be careful. Like, I would have to think about we stop, how we, I would we, even we, talk about we, that. We, we stopped with with uh, in, on the Darrell podcast, probably around the same point. So we understand what you're saying. Big Mac, Chicken McNuggets, no, Big Mac and Quarter Pounder with cheese or filet fish You'd be doing the same thing if you were at McDonald's because you can choose not just one, but two of your favorites for just six bucks. Tasty Big Mac, crispy 10-piece Chicken McNuggets, juicy Quarter Pounder with cheese or savory filet fish Enjoy two of your all-time favorites for just six bucks, if you can decide on the two. Prices and participation may vary, cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal, single item at regular price. I've been riding a motorcycle for 52 years. I started having back pain that turned into the knee pain. I couldn't even sit on the motorcycle. I was like, oh man, am I going to have to give up riding bikes? Kaiser Permanente, they decided I needed a hip replacement. So I was going to do it through outpatient surgery. <laughs> Panned out great. Recovered overnight. Was home by 11 o'clock the next morning. I'm glad I made the choice for Kaiser Permanente. I'm enjoying life. Every medical case is unique. Kaiser Foundation Health Plan in the Mid-Atlantic States, 2101, East Jefferson Street, Rockville, Maryland, 20852. Yeah, it's hard to, <laughs> it's hard to articulate that without really yeah. thinking about it. Because it can come out really well, or it can come out poorly, and I'd rather not. Yeah. Um, all right, John. Well, let me ask you. Hold on. I need to, I need to finish with the Hennessy thing, okay? Oh, of Jesus. course you do. Why, why, yeah. we just like, why wouldn't you? Perfect bow know. there. Why can't, I, why can't I know? First of all, she, she, I think she, she put that piece of her uh, um, first of all, that, uh, th- those glasses that she broke off of Devin's head, like that was crazy. Like that was like <laughs> one of the most insane things. She didn't want to take off her glasses and she broke it off his head. But no, mm-hmm. my question is, my question is, is, uh, is, does she speak another language? I know she's from Brooklyn, but does she speak another language? She speaks Spanish. Okay. I'm just, I'm just trying to, when I hear people talk, I'm just trying to figure out like where, you know what I mean? How all this intermingles, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, I, I want to know how you're going to use that information, D. How how are you going to use the information that she also yeah, speaks like Spanish? How that live life, make your life any better? <laughs> I've just the whole time. Every time I've I've heard her talk, like on the show, I'm like, what? I'm like, where is she from? Like, what? You know, she has to be speaking another language because she's kind of like bobbing in and out. You know what I mean? She's like bobbing in and out all over the place. I understand that. It's okay if you say that she's not articulate. You could just say that. I'm, I'm wherever she's from. I mean, dude, she's doing something. She's from right? New York. What okay, is she doing here. right, D? She's on Champs versus Stars. She got there somehow. Yeah, because she's drama and she's loud, and that's what they wanted. Yeah, and she's breaking glasses off people's heads. Yeah, no, I get it. Well, she did it. She's on another TV show, isn't she? I don't know. Who cares? So then what's the next question? Damn, okay, the next know. question Wait. is John wants to know, how did you feel when Hennessy – no, I'm just kidding. John wants to know, how is, how is your relationship with Veronica now after the whole uh, Dirty 30 debacle and now the mercenary experience, which was perfectly crafted by the producing team. Thank you very much over there. Um, where we, you guys, can we just call them challenge gods from now on, Scott, please? How you girls so, doing? Uh, we're not doing anything. Um, I saw her after during the um, Vendetta's reunion. We had some wine together. Uh, we talked a little bit, but nothing crazy. Um, since I was already broken, she was like, kind of looking at me like karma, and I'm like, "You dislocated a pinky." You know, I could have, I could have still competed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, 
but no, we don't talk uh, or text or anything like that. I, we're, we're just, we're cordial when we see each other, you know, but um, no one goes out of their way to contact one another. And I don't, I don't think there are any ill, you know, there's no ill will towards each other. We just don't, some people just aren't meant to be friends or it takes time to like mend things. I mean, I don't have, I just, it just is what it is. I don't know. What, uh, what was that mercenary experience like for you? Cause correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm just rolling through my head, the other matchups. And I feel like you and Veronica were the only two that actually had like a history. You know, you had like Nelson and Darrell and Joss and, and Derek and then Shane and Jordan. And there's not really any bad blood, if any blood at all there. And then you guys are like, you know, a WrestleMania main event. So and that's um, like a challenge God thing where they flip a thing and it's us, you know, right. Like that would happen. Um, and that is the challenge gods, right? Unless it's mm-hmm. a double, it's a double-edged uh, coin there and you're mm-hmm. in a two-faced scenario. But no, that's an example, D. So for instance, no. you know, in a scenario like that, where, cause I'll give you the other, the other side of it was when we had to see Brittany go up against Laurel, you know, mm-hmm. that was the challenge gods, obviously not a producer deciding, no, we're going to have this terrible lopsided, you know, um, elimination. Whereas seeing her go up against cam would have been, would have been fun or whoever it was. I forget who the other right. was, but you know what right. I mean? So that, those well, are, that is when there's a random element to it. Those are the challenge gods. Well, let me, mm-hmm. let me, let me tell you, let me tell you about this. Let me tell you about the challenge about oh, the Jesus, challenge. these gods. Yeah. Okay. So there, there were, there are no challenge gods, but I think, I feel like, I don't know if you remember this the night before when we were having dinner, I feel like the fight, the fight that you almost got into with the English guy or something like that lasted a little bit longer than what you and, uh, you and Veronica, do you remember that? That what? Do you remember when we went out to eat the night before? Mm-hmm. Me, you, Jordan, Tori. Yeah. And and you and you almost got into it with that English dude. I didn't almost get into it. That guy touched my face, and I didn't even react. <laughs> I thought you guys were gonna. I thought I thought it was gonna be bad. I was I was worried. Was all I'm I saying. don't. I feel like people don't know me well enough that like it's been 17 years and the racial terrible like racist comments or like racially charged comments and just ignorance by people on that show and people putting their hands on me I've never ever ever been close to really touching someone like yeah Trishel I I you know held her so she couldn't hit me because she was coming at me you know what I mean? But I didn't chase her around. I wasn't like taunting her. I asked her a simple question. So I've been faced with a lot of shit and I've never done anything. So I hope that you never feel like I'm ever going to be that person. Now, if somebody hits you D or like snuck the shit out of you, don't be surprised if like I'm right there to help out, but that's different. You're like family to me. So if there's a situation where I need to protect someone and there's no other way then sure, but there's no, there's no way that I'm ever going to come out of character or do something like that for no reason. You know, that man was from a different country with different ways, I guess, of interacting with people where like you could touch somebody's face, a stranger's face and it'd be okay. Yeah. Mm. It was Uh, weird. Speaking of, I handled that very well. You You did. It was weird. You uh, speak on how you've handled yourself over the years. Kelly has another retrospective type question. She says, I've grown up with Anissa, so she'd love to know uh, if you could give any advice to your younger self before you set out I read on this, this journey. One. Yeah. Uh, uh, what would it be? God, if I could have, if I could have given my younger self some advice. 
Yeah, or any step along the way, whether you consider it your younger self before you did these shows or maybe your younger self, how you played the first few seasons of these shows, um, just what you've learned over the years or, or what who you are now and how you feel like this person might be able to impart knowledge on the younger Anissa we all also saw on television. I think the only advice I would have given myself then would be like not to doubt myself, you know, and that, and that, um, just like the whole confidence thing, like you can do more than you actually allow yourself to feel that you can. So it would have just been like, if I could have just boosted, you know, just had a little bit more confidence then, um, I think that would have helped out personally. Like I wouldn't be where I am now or who I am now without all the experiences in my life. So you know, I'm, I'm grateful. I mean, yeah, there's some embarrassing moments where it was like, yeah, Nisa, maybe you should have chilled out a little bit or, um, you know, maybe, you know, that one time when you were blackout drunk, someone should have, you maybe needed a drinking buddy to put you to bed. Yo, Hey, so what, what are some of these like, you know, challenge moments that like stick out in your mind over the years that are like, whether they were in competition or out of competition that you like, or like that was awesome. That I'm. That's something I'm glad I did. Uh, I'll never forget that. I'll never forget that person because of this. Um, what are some of these like really cool moments that like you could take and treasure? And like when you're freaking, you know, seventy years old, you're like, I, you're still gonna remember that. I mean, I just think the simple fact that we've been able to go all over the world and see these really beautiful places and be a thousand feet off a cliff looking at them. I mean, the, I don't know if one, one thing necessarily sticks out to me, but, um, just looking at a challenge and seeing how difficult it can be and actually doing it and doing it well, um, are things that stick out just like being able to say like, yeah, I did that, you know, having these opportunities that a normal human or the average human would never experience in their lifetime and being able to have like, you know, multiple experiences like that, um, has been, you know, super humbling and has definitely made life a little bit more exciting. Um, Scott, you got a list of these injuries. Um, Sorry, Anissa, I just want to, I want, this was supposed to be like an injury podcast. Well, yeah, because, like, yeah, but you were going to talk she's about not the only one people are hating on her for getting injured. Dude, what's his name? Fucking Derek. Hunter shattered his wrist last season. Derek, what? remember back in the day where you couldn't tell anybody you even had asthma and now it's like Johnny has a bad back. Jenna messed her foot up. Um, Siobhan lost an implant. Uh, Hunter's Hunter's wrist. Dismantle. Um, Leroy's back. Um, Concussion. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Josh tore his bicep, um, Chet slid his chin open. Car broke her hand. Uh, I think Chet broke his Katie neck, got a like black eye, the Who? Katie, Katie Doyle's black eyes. Yep. Um. Falling into the water. Tammy Beggy's, uh, calf that he totally oh destroyed. God. No, no, the no. The blood. No. All no, of that no, glass that got in there. Ugh. Timmy Beggy's glass stuck in his knees, and they couldn't get the glass out after uh, Timmy Abram elimination that nobody talks about, which 
was one of the fucking craziest things I've ever seen. That is seen one of the craziest things life. I've ever seen. That was one of the best eliminations I've, I've ever oh, witnessed. It was so oh, exciting. Oh my gosh. And these, these, this glass that they're, they're busting through glass walls and they were on their, their knees. It was like a box. They were in a box. And you had to break every up. wall. And then the floor was the last thing. So there's yeah, glass they, all inside of it. But yeah. They didn't then, give them protective gear. If they would have given them knee, like just, just, you know, like knee pads. some, um, yeah, they would have been straight. Yeah. And, 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 and because Abram was able to squat in the box cause he was a little bit smaller in stature and Timmy was a little bit taller and bigger. Timmy stayed on his knees. And as he busted through these, um, these glass walls, you had to bust through every, every glass, they would fall up under his knees and he would just, he just shredded his knees. And then after that, um, he got, I don't know that he was saying that he, that like some, there's some glass still stuck in there. Well, he, um, he messed up his calf too, pushing the sleds. He, and then he messed up his calf and then he was like, kind of like, I'm done. Uh, mm-hmm. oh, and he messed up his calf, won an elimination, then shredded his knees, mm-hmm. lost by, lost by default pretty much. Um, because uh, he, one glass was like not broken. It was like hanging there. It was like a little one. He like he used his head. Out. Yeah, he used his head. It kind of bounced out. Yeah. Um, keep going. You can keep going. Sorry, I didn't mean it. That was just I'm trying to think of who else hurt one. stuff. Um, well, I, yeah, I got some stats from from Alan here. He goes. He wrote that the most costly injuries he remembers are Evan with a hernia and Coral with a knee on Fresh Meat One, where they were dominating the game. Kara on Free Agents, where she and and Hunter on Dirty Thirty, both of which uh, broke their hands when they barely missed the final. He said the most costly in real life was Tony rupturing his spleen on mm-hmm. Bloodlines, which accurately describes the injury as well. Uh, and then you, he says. Have total injuries uh, are a broken ankle on Champs versus Stars, a bad knee on Inferno, but did not leave game, and a sprained ankle on Dirty Thirty in parentheses did not leave the game. Is that accurate? Does this guy know your health pretty damn well, huh? Well, the knee, the knee. I had prepatellar bursitis, so basically, I banged my knee on a wooden chair, and then I was kneeling down probably a week later, and because of that pressure, you have bursa sacs in your knees; they protect your patella. They, it's, it was swollen. So anytime it would get aggravated or hit, it would just swell up and be uncomfortable and they just drain it. It, all it is is fluid. So it's not really an injury injury. And then they, um, take the fluid out, give you a cortisone shot. You're good to go. And I was fine. Um, and then Kenny and I were wrestling and I banged my knee on our like stone floor and it, and it swole up again. But it wasn't, it didn't limit me from doing anything. It was just uncomfortable because it tightens the skin. But it just, like, I still ran through water and, like, we won that chat. Like, I still did stuff. Um, but I finally had to get surgery because it calcified. And once it hardened, you can't drain anything. But it wasn't anything that limited me ever from doing anything. It's above the patella, so it really doesn't affect your knee. It was right under the skin. D, you said you wanted this podcast to be about injuries, but then when, you know, you started talking about your, I mean, did you not want to mention your thing at all? Uh, you know, I don't want, you know, I kind of, I'm kind of like, I'm kind of like indifferent about talking about my injuries. Then don't talk about it. Um, my podcast. It's going to be, this, see, cause this was the thing I was like, Anissa, you know, we're going, I can't believe I'm like, Anissa, I'm going through something similar right now. Like. What's going on? I feel so bad for you because I'm going through what you just went through 
for the past couple of months and like, uh, how are you doing it? How did you do it? I mean, it's literally, you're on three legs. Okay. Two hands and one leg, right? You're trying to figure out your life going upstairs and stuff like that, doing laundry. Taking and then a you shower. fucking do it. So when taking a shower was the hard, I can't even, I fell the yeah. first time I showered. Yeah. I just can't. It, yeah. um, yeah, it makes and, you better. It does. It does. And, and I was, and I was doing something that I was like totally, you know, I mean, I wasn't that comfortable doing it, but, um, you know, it, it, it wasn't like, you know, someone blasted me. It just fucking went, you know, and I was doing something that I liked doing and that I enjoyed. And, um, and yeah, I, but if and, it makes you, but if you look at it, like what happened to me is such a common football injury. So common. Yeah. So yeah. it's just, you know what I mean? Like people tear ACLs pivoting. Yeah. yeah. All the time. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? Like, regardless if you love what you're doing or not, like, shit just fucking happens. And I don't know why it happens. I wish I could have an answer for that. But things do get better as long as you take care of yourself. Like, I literally, they said, don't bear any weight. I mean, I was, I've never been so careful in my life to heal yeah. as well as I could. Like, I had to eat, it, you know, a certain amount of calories and you know, like yeah. do a bunch of stuff for my body, but like you have to listen to it and you have to take care of it. Yeah. I, you know, look, I'm not, I'm not that worried about like how bad it's going to be coming back physically and stuff like that. I don't know why I'm not, I'm not so worried about that because like my you faith, worry a little bit. I'm, fa- <laughs> I'm I mean, uh, my faith is with God. And like, I know that he, at some point he probably said like, you need to sit your ass down for mm-hmm. a certain amount of time. And this is what's happening. And that's the only way I think you can look at it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but like, you know, just, you know, going back to like all these like injuries that happen in, in the challenges and like people hating on you or somebody else about for getting injured for like doing something that they love to do or, or something that you get paid to do pretty much, uh, or you're doing for your charity. Like, um, you know, uh, you know, this happens a lot in these challenges. Like you can't avoid it. Like you almost kind of have to get lucky. Like, what do you mean? Dude, fucking Hunter's 24 years old. Mm-hmm. He just got done playing division one sports. He just got done doing it and he's going against Leroy. You know what I mean? In a competition, like, uh, yeah, but that was set up messed up too, where you couldn't even see your opponent on the other side. So, yeah, but, but that's what we deal with. That's, that's the type of sport we play in Anissa and that you've survived and, and gotten hurt through and managed to get out of it. And, and, and dude, I can't tell you one challenge that I was like completely healthy on, you know, it's like, cause then you bust your ass to get, to be like in the best shape you can possibly be before you get on this challenge. And then you go in there a little nicked up and then you do something odd, oddball on the show. And then you get a little bit more nicked up and now you're dealing with this shit and you're fucking pulling your hamstring while you're running the final. You're like, you know, you, yeah, totally. It, it it's almost inevitable. You know what I mean? If you're going to do the challenge, if you're going to do the show, expect um, to get a little, I mean, we get banged up all the time. Dirty 30 was dirty. 30 was it dirty 30. No bloodlines. I mean, half Vince's ass, the skin on his ass was off. Like we were sliding down hills with rocks in them. Yeah. I got, I got, I got my ear torn off wrestling fucking land in, 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 in an alley and you had to go get stitches. 
Uh, Christine wants your casting story. And I know that that goes way back for you. And I'm sure you've told it on shows before, but we, you know, we like to ask people their initial ambitions for being on, uh, the real world and how that all came about for you, where you, where you were at in life. And for anyone who doesn't have, hasn't heard this story before, we'd love to hear how you got started mm-hmm. in this wacky, crazy world back in, what was it 2001, 2002? 2001. 2001. I, um, I was in class. And a lady was like, oh, you have such a great personality and you're so friendly and funny and you're like, you know, whatever. And she was like, there are auditions for real world. I think it'd be great. And I'm like, yeah, don't really care about any of that. <laughs> and um, I was like, but whatever. So I went to work. I worked at The Gap. And I told this girl that I worked with, I'm like, we should just go together. You know, me, you, and then this girl that I was like madly in love with at the time. And, uh, right before that happened, I got like a, a stupid, like stomach virus. And I was like, I'm not going. And I ended up taking a bag of saltines with me, um, and going to this open call at a bar in university city in Philly, forgot my license. I had to go back to the suburbs, 15, 20 minutes. They held my place in line. Thank God. And then, uh, I ended up uh, going in, and we were in groups of 10, and a director sat there with us, and he asked us questions. We started with, like, Valentine's Day just passed. We talked about President Bush, and I'm like, well, I'm a brown woman, and I'm a Jew, and I like women, so, like, he doesn't represent anything (laughs) for me. Like, he doesn't give a shit about me. And um, I think they were like, ooh, gay, black, Jewish, ding, ding, ding. Like, we can cast three people in one. So I was trying to, I was trying to rush out and this lady grabbed me. Well, this girl grabbed me and she was like, Hey, um, we want you to fill this out for like round two. And it was like this 34 page, like, um, questionnaire, most embarrassing moments, draw self portrait, just like, it was just pages and pages of shit. And then the next week I, I went to go to a more intimate interview one-on-one, um, uh, at a hotel and we talked about some stuff, family stuff, whatever. And then they were like, can you please, you know, make a video of a day in the life of Anissa? And I'm like, sure. So I did that, gave that to them. Then they were like, okay, we made it to round like three or whatever, which was in New York, did an interview in New York. And then they were like, okay, well, we'll call you back in a few months. If you, if, uh, we need you to come out to California for a final interview. So a couple months later, I get a call. Can you come to California? And I was like, yeah, sure. Like I've never been to California. So I go, I have, um, my final interview there. And then I think then they called me, they called me up and they were like, you made it. And what was funny was the guy who did my, the first open call audition of 10 people. And my second one in Philly ended up being one of the directors on my show. And I adore him. And he was so beautiful. Um, but that's how it happened. And I ended up, you know, going to Chicago for five and a half months, five months. And, and get and get this. I don't know if this, this is going to be playing next week, but I think Nicole Zanata's, uh, Nicole Z's uh, Real World was in Chicago, too. It's mm-hmm. probably, probably different houses, right? Um, yeah, of course. Ours seeing... is like a cheetah gym. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I want to go. I want to, like, go and, like, knock on that door. 
Yeah, I'm going to see her this weekend in, in Yorkville. I don't know if this is whenever this is going to run. It's but, running um, after, so you will okay. have already done it. So tell us how it was. You just reminded me to do it because I wasn't going to do it, but you just reminded <laughs> me. And um, I think we should let Anissa go um, because uh, I have to do my hair and I have to go to a survivor party that I'm special guest at. A Ooh, survivor a survi- party? I'm going to a survivor party tonight, too. So how about this? So Wendell. What? Wendell, he's, I have him in my pool. If Wendell wins, I win. Just I so you know. I want him to win so badly. It's my but boy. Survivor has such, I didn't know how strict their shit is. Like, they can't say anything to anyone. Good. They won't get any money. And I Good. love that. Well, I'll tell I you what. I love that. I fucking hate spoilers. Well, compared Stop to, telling people the whole show. Compared to our stupid show here, where like one out of every three people on the internet knows exactly what happened and it just got shot yesterday, like I'm so happy that a show like Survivor can't get ruined because that's like part of what makes it great is is you yeah. literally don't and, know who's going to win when they announce that finale. that's how I feel. And I love Wendell. And my mom went to school, high school, with Wendell's dad, Wendell Sr. Wendell Sr. I love Sr. Yo, he's so beautiful. I met him in person. He is such a gem, and the mom is delicious. She's such a wonderful person. They were real, such real a quick, nice family. Real quick, Anissa, just so I know that me and my wife are not alone on this, who does Wendell remind you of in the celebrity community? Is there anyone he reminds you of? He's got a certain swagger. Childish Gambino? Boom. There you go. Mr. Donald right, Glover. I sent, no, I'm such an asshole. I just sent that to him the other day. He's like, you're an asshole. I was like, I know. I made a little collage. Well, you know when you know when Chris got voted out, and he was like holding up the, his name on the card, and he was like, "Dude, stop rhyming! You don't have bars, please stop rhyming." And someone, I forget who it was, but somebody was on the internet was like, "It's okay for him to say that because childish Gambino can tell you when you have to stop rapping." And I was like, "You, you're right. You're definitely right." I think it it's so funny. It's just like kind of like an uncanny resemblance when you when like in certain things like. He looks like him in survivor mode, but when yeah. he's like in real life, I mean, he's absolutely gorgeous, I think, but that's just my he grew. He grew into it. It's almost as if like when they started first episode, I didn't see it. And then like, as they were there for a few more days and his hair's mm-hmm. growing out and he's sitting on the rock and you can tell he's oh, kind of got so a, handsome yeah, and he's I mean, such a nice guy. He's yeah. so such wait, a so good guy. Are you, you mentioned him because, so you're going to go watch the show with him? Well, yeah, he has a party every week. He has a watch thing at this bar. So he, we went to lunch a couple weeks ago. My I'm mom so hooked that up because my mom's a weirdo. And um, we had never met because we went to rival high schools. And but I, I never knew he went to Howard and I went to Laura Marion. You went and, to Kobe's um, high school? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we both made it in the school newspaper. Um, That's what I was going to say. Here I am thinking that Anissa was the most famous person to come out of her high school. And nope. <laughs> no. Kobe, Kobe Bean. Bryant. Sorry. But um, he has this party and we all go watch. And I was like looking at it and they were like, uh, my name's on the flyer this week. I'm like, oh, shit. Who knew? So I got to get my hair you're on the flyer. together. There but, you go. Um, but uh, the funny thing is. Um, Bryce is the host and Bryce did it. Oh my it. God. What does he say? And sis? Bryce he calls is hilarious. Sis and this. Yeah. We were just, uh, it's so funny. We're talking. D hates this cause he doesn't watch survivor, but it's so, I've I never was, watched it either. It was my first time. I love it. I was like, dude, it is it. so I don't legit. hate it. I just don't know what the hell it's you guys so are talking legit. about. D would love it. It's so Can legit. You not, like from a challenge perspective, I know every move they're going to make. It's so funny how I can see it because I've been doing this for so long and here goes Bryce. Rumor has it that, like, maybe we should have you on Survivor. And I'm like, oh, hell no. Like, I'll be there for a week and be like, I got to go. I mean, I think Wendell would be good on a challenge, though. Who's going to be the drama. first crossover? Anissa, who's going to be the first crossover from Real World Road Rules and the Challenge to go do Big Brother or uh, 
or what's it called? Survivor. Is it going to happen? Is it going to happen? I don't know. Well, Anissa, you, we, we'll let you go so you can do your hair and look good because you're you. on the flyer. We can't have you not looking like how you look on the flyer. Well, over I don't because it was years ago. But. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Isn't that great how some people just pull it? I do that. I'm guilty of that. Sometimes I pull a picture. Car Maria is like, that photo's from 2012. What are you doing? Right. Um, so, what do you mean, the. The Rogan picture was from no, like his you first got, picture. Ever. No, listen, no, I'm not. I'm not co-signing <laughs> that. Anissa, we just we just taped a podcast with Rogan O'Connor, who did one week on vendettas, and the dude is a fitness model. His abs are on fleek. He looks like a million bucks. And I picked what I thought was a photo of him looking fantastic. He's got abs for days. He looks great. He hated and he it, was huh? like, He's like, he's like, really, bro? You had to pick that picture. I got 40 more, way better. I'm like, dude, I'm not. I'm, honestly, I'm not switching that photo. People would pay a <laughs> people would pay a, a, a billion dollars to look like that for five seconds. And you're like, oh my God, Um, I would, dude, I would would die to get you, Jordan, Tori and uh, Anissa doing that English accent, dude, just for fucking five minutes, five minute conversation between Mm -hmm, you four. mm -hmm. We'll do it. We'll do it. This on January 2nd, the challenge throwdown, New York City, challenge many alive, Tori, Jordan, whoever be there, we'll do a British off. But no, tell when you see Wendell <laughs> tonight, tell him your boy, Scott Yeager from Challenge Mania Podcast that you taped today. Had, he, I, my entire cha- uh, survivor pool is riding on him because I just lost Chelsea. She, so I got the two points from her. We do this really nerdy survivor style pool. I got two points for her making the jury, and now Wendell is my my all my hopes and dreams, and my 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 kids' college fund is riding on Wendell winning the whole thing. So you let him know that. Are you I want to win badly. Are you serious about that? Your college, yeah. the kids' college no, fund. No, he's yeah. being facetious, but still, a lot's yeah, riding on it. Yeah, dude. I didn't lot, know. Dude, it's fun. It's all fun. We put like ten dollars in, but it's still fun. It's great. Oh, dude. yay! My bikini came. All right, gotta go, guys. That's the best. Right. Out, that's the best out, out right there. That's a mic drop. My bikini came. We're gonna start selling Anissa shirts on the back to say my bikini came. Um, yes. Thank you so oh, much. Thank you so no much, worries, Anissa. Guys. We appreciate your time as always. Uh, Anissa, take care of your take care of your leg. We'll talk soon. Thank you. All right. Appreciate you, girl. Bye. All right. The Challenge Mania shop is open. Head over to challengemania.shop today for the best way to support the podcast while looking good doing it. New designs and items added every few weeks. Maniacs, time to mobilize. Check out challengemania.shop today. Have you ever wanted to do your best impression of CT carrying Johnny Bananas around like a backpack on Cutthroat? Well, now you can with the M-Pack, the fully functional backpack that doubles as a weight training pack. And our girl Emily Schramm is nice enough to hook up Challenge Mania listeners with 15% off your entire order. Just go to www.thempack.com mania and enter the code mania at checkout. Now, I know what you might be thinking. Scott, who do you think I am? Leonardo Decathlon? I'm not ready to carry an M-Pack full of weights yet. I sit around listening to U and D all day and watching Vendetta's trailers. Well, M-Pack also has really cool looking gear as well. They've got soft, comfy sweatpants, a really dope hat, t-shirts, and some other gear that looks good on everyone and makes awesome gifts for the active person or challenge fan in your life. So if you want to show some love to one of the nicest challenge competitors around Emily Schramm and support the Challenge Mania podcast, all while scoring some sick new threads, workout gear, or backpacks in the process, go to www.thempack.com mania. And remember to use the code mania to get 15% off your whole 
order. Not 10%, we're talking 15% off. Anybody who cops some gear since D and I picky you sporting it, we'll be sure to retweet you, shout you out on the show, and show you some love. Saturday, June 2nd is almost here. Challenge Mania Live is coming to you from Caroline's on Broadway. The meet and greet is already sold out, but tickets to the show still remain. Emily Schramm, Mark Long, and Darrell Taylor will be our special guests live on stage with Derek and Scott for Challenge Mania Live. Tickets are 30 bucks, and you can get them by going to challengemania.live. Caroline's has great food, great drinks, and it is sure to be a great show. Challenge Mania Live, Saturday, June 2nd. The Challenge Mania Patreon is now live. Head to patreon.com slash challengemania or challengemaniapodcast.com to get the scoop on how you can get access to new bonus Challenge Mania content. Hey, uh, wait a minute. Does this mean Challenge Mania is going to cost money now? Cause... No. Challenge Mania is still 100% free. You'll still get two episodes every week with your favorite Challenge stars just like you do now. That will not change. Oh, so it's just bonus episodes, special Q&As, video content, and contests for patrons? Exactly. Got it. The Challenge Mania Patreon is 100% voluntary. By listening to the show, you're already doing enough. But if you're craving some more, want to score some exclusive goodies, or just want to show your appreciation for the show, ChallengeManiaPodcast.com is where you can go get it.